Hi, I'm Tom Colicchio, the host of Citizen Chef, the new podcast on iHeartRadio. In each episode, I'll take a look at the ways in which the news of the day ends up on our plates. Explore politics of food with me. Listen to Citizen Chef on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis. Author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building Resilience. Talking Trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony. On W4WN, a platform for the unheard. Good morning, Australia. Good evening, America. You're listening live to Tony Lontis. And as you know, Radio Tony is doing a series of a spotlight on the author's shows just for something different. But before I introduce you to our amazing guest today, I've got some questions from our listeners last week that we didn't get to answer. And of course, last week we had the beautiful Jodie Sainsbury on the show, who was our train driving uh, woman who has just written a book and launched a company called Kick-Ass Women. And so you wanted to know, um, is there really a world of opportunities out there for everyone in the mining industry in Australia? Absolutely. And I'm assured that in the mining industry in the US, it's much the same. Um, I'm not sure that we got to the point of why Jodie spent a couple of years in jail. I know that it was an incredibly difficult time for her and she actually got her coal train driver licence after she came out from serving her time. And I know that it took incredible strength for her to get through that time in jail and in terms of learning how to do a train driving course that's something that I'll have to check back with Jody. I'm actually talking to her later this afternoon so I will ask her and try and remember to put that up in the chat box. So just before we introduce you to the gorgeous Brittany who I'm so happy to have on the show today just reaching out to you guys and hoping that you are all okay. I know that the world is in an incredible state of flux at the moment, particularly with this nasty little virus running rampant across the country. So I know that in Florida you are having a particularly horrible time and just know that our thoughts are with you. Australia has been very lucky to have limited exposure to the virus and that's because we're one big island. We do have some 
uh, outbreaks in the southern states at the moment that everyone is keeping an eye on. But here in Queensland, on the Gold Coast, we are relatively virus free and we have strong restrictions around our borders. We are opening up. We have limited ability to actually go and sit in a cafe or a restaurant uh, with friends now. Uh, I, for one, am staying relatively out of the public just because, as I know, I've spoken to you before, I'm in a high-risk category, so I'm pretty protective of my health anyway. And luckily for me, I get to talk to all of you via the internet most days of the week now. So just a reminder, Radio Tony has its own Facebook page, and if you jump on and type in Radio Tony, you will find me, and each week it's updated with all the shows and the podcast versions of the live shows. Radio Tony all also has its own website, and each week there's all the information about each of our guests and all of the shows and on that information you will find the links to anyone I speak to so if you jump on and want to find out more about Brittany her book what she does her contact details her website that's where you look it also goes up into the chat box here live on the show for you to follow up so since we have the gorgeous Brittany Baldwin live with us, I'm going to introduce her a little early. So before I do that, I want to tell you about Brittany. Brittany Baldwin has a simple philosophy. She aspires to inspire before she expires. This woman is on a mission and is devoted to bring simplicity to sales so that business leaders can find their hidden profit. Brittany works closely with corporate clients through to small business owners and she helps them identify the gaps in their current sales approach. She then empowers them with key systems and the foundations to drive an incredible immediate uplift in sales conversions. Hard work, perseverance and a high level of passion are the core ingredients for the success. And Brittany proved this with her own rise and rise in the sales world. So Brittany has sales records in excess of $115 million over just three years. And sales is Brittany's second language. I'm incredibly grateful to have Brittany live on the show this morning. So without any further ado, welcome Brittany Baldwin. Thank you, Tony. It is so wonderful to be uh, to be talking to you today and as well to your listeners. I think it's an important message that we can share, especially at this, um, this terrible time that's going on in the world. So I'm here to give as much advice and motivation as possible so that we can all go out and start to implement this in our own personal lives straight away. And so, Brittany, before I get on to talking about you, do you think that anyone in sales is really having a difficult time at the moment? How has the current world crisis impacted on the sales industry? 
You know, it's interesting because um, I've, I've spoken to a lot of business owners and a lot of sales professionals over the past three months. And mm. what I've found is that they are really struggling on one hand with um, with with dealing with the customers who are going through yes. their own personal problems. But at the same time, they've been able to identify areas that they can shift in their way of conducting business. So they've lost business on one hand, been able to gain it on the other. But the uh-huh. overarching message is that there's a, a heightened level of empathy towards their customers and trying to come to an arrangement or a really good fit where they can still help them um, get through these times. But the message is clear. We all need to keep contributing to the economy. We have products and services that are benefiting our customers and we need to keep putting that in front of them so that we can um, uh, propel them towards uh, maintaining those levels that they were before this, this crisis started. Yeah. Brittany, in terms of um, businesses happening, having to go from essentially face-to-face sales to online sales, is it a different approach or are the fundamentals the same? The fundamentals of sales, in my opinion, will always be the same. And yeah. that comes from the, the idea around nurturing your customers, building relationships, identifying their issues, understanding where they are, are at in the buying process. And you can yeah. do that across different mediums, whether it's in person, uh, digitally over, over, over things like Zoom. Um, emails, texts, social media, the the world now, our customers have never been so contactable. And I think that that rise, this newfound digital era is is making it so much easier for us to connect with them. But the principles remain that we do need to stay connected. Yeah, yeah. Now, before we get on to talking about your wonderful new book called Database to Dollars, I want to know about Brittany. Where did you come from? And what happened in your life and what led to writing a book? Yes, uh, I'm so happy to share because I think it's really important to understand when you're when you're dealing with uh, with experts or what their backstory is so that you can have an yes. appreciation of where we've gotten to. So I really appreciate you asking that, Tony. And of course, I love to share my journey because I yes. think a lot of people can relate. It's a powerful um, story. It is, it is. So bear with me for a few moments while I I give you some history. Um, My sales journey actually started when I was about 25 years old and I I, I stumbled into the role to help a family member out. Um, I wasn't seeking a sales uh, career, but look, I'm so grateful that I did because of where I uh, have eventually ended up now, which is wonderful. Uh, I like to say that prior to walking into this role, the closest I'd come to ever selling anything was a pair of shoes on eBay. (laughs) Ah. Yes, uh, which is true. So I guess that that, that where I wanted to go with that is that you don't have to be a natural-born salesperson to be successful at it. You can learn the skills, which is exactly what What I did. What you did. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, I went into a role. So I I was a sales manager. So I had no yes. managerial experience, obviously no sales experience behind me. And in an industry, I was selling uh, retirement homes, so the really the high-end retirement homes. So that was an industry that I was very unfamiliar with and yeah. the clientele were obviously not my, my age bracket or, or the experience that I'd had when dealing with people. I was met by an uphill battle because I was regularly told that I was never going to be successful in sales, that I had no business being a sales manager, and that I only got the job because of my family member. 
Oh, no. Yes, I know the world can be a tricky little place out there. But, uh, look, I'm, a, I'm an inherently confident person and I said yeah. uh, I may be travelling this road alone, but no matter what, I'm ambitious, I want to help people, I want to be successful and uh-huh. I am going to get record sales results. <laughs> that was the goal, okay? Yes. But with my lack of experience, obviously I needed to find a pathway to get there. Yeah. And my fortune changed when we had a sales trainer come on board and uh, he, he told us about the ins and outs and upside downs of everything to do with selling over two days. Ah, okay. And my mind was like the sponge. I was absorbing mm-hmm. all of this information. And all of the other consultants were given the same uh, level of training. But yes. what separated me from them was that I embodied that training and I um, I took action and I yes. had consistent um, implementation of what I'd been taught. Yeah. And so I took the bits and pieces that I liked and the bits and pieces that worked for me and created my own process and my own system. And Uh because of that, I was able to get those record results that I sought, uh, promotion after promotion after promotion, you name it. I was being rewarded handsomely and uh, everything was going along really swimmingly until it wasn't. (laughs) Yes. And I think this is the part where people will understand that um, that your highs are met with lows Mm -hmm. and that was was, uh, the low time for me when everything was going really well. I was met with an unexpected redundancy. So I was laid off. Yeah. And that in itself is shocking, Tony. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're, you're surprised, you um, you get angry, then you have the fear of what you're going to do next. And, yeah. And this, this roller coaster of emotions hit me. Yeah. And as if that wasn't enough, two weeks after that, I, uh, I was actually diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. So right before Christmas, hit you when time you're of down. Year, yeah, hit you when you're down. You've got to have it all at the one time. And mm-hmm. uh, at the time, that was a real challenge for me, Tony. And you think, yeah. why me? What have I done to deserve this? I work really hard. I just yeah. want to help people. And um, you were so young as well. I was 29. You? Yes, 29. Yeah. Uh, and to make it even worse, I'm I'm a pale-skinned lady. I've always looked after my skin, and I was diagnosed with skin cancer yeah. under my foot. Yeah. Uh, so that's just really tough luck because I, I'm the type of person to take a tent to the beach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. That, that was traumatic for me to go through. However, at the start of the year, so that was right before Christmas, 1st of January, I said yeah. to myself, new year, new me. What direction am I going to take? I'm not going to let this get me down. So mm-hmm. what are my goals for the next year? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how can I impact others? I, I wanted to move into more of a speaking role, something yes. that I could um, really help other people who are struggling with sales to to yes. find their own system and find their own approach that works for them just like I'd done. Yeah. I founded TikTok Sales. I've been so privileged to work with other business leaders to, to get their sales going. Uh, and to fast forward one year later to the start of this year, I, yeah. I set myself 20 goals for 2020. Number one on that list was to write a book. Yes. And here we are. I've written one during my COVID uh, lockdown and uh, and I'm so pleased that we're having the opportunity to share how I got to that. Congratulations on writing the book. And because we talk to lots and lots of authors on this show, people already know that it's a challenge to write a book. It doesn't matter what you write on. Writing a book is a big achievement. It takes dedication and then there's the whole process, the editing, the rewriting, the editing, the rewriting, and then picking covers and all the rest of it. 
it's a big achievement. And I don't want anyone to underestimate or think that 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 everyone's doing it because it is well and truly a big achievement for anyone to write a book. And this Thank little book in <laughs> this little book in particular is um and and it, it is very sales focused, but it's so easy to read. And I love the quotes at the beginning of each chapter and I love the takeaways at the end of each chapter because it reinforces what you've just read and makes sure that it really is embedded into your brain. Now, before we go on and talk some more about the book, I want to know about your cancer journey and where that took you just briefly, if you could, Brittany. Definitely. So, um, just after my 29th birthday, I was diagnosed with melanoma. The honest answer is, or uh, well, the, the truth of the matter is, yeah. I had neglected going for my annual skin check because I was so busy with my job. I was yes. so dedicated to my work. I was working six days a week, loving mm-hmm. what I did, uh, I guess. So I've obviously stepped back and said, your health is never going to be, um, you know, over-prioritized by work. So that's, yeah. that's a lesson I've taken on board. Yeah. Uh, so when I was made redundant, went in my appointment and uh, shockingly was told that I had cancer and I had to go <sighs> into surgery. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I had the surgery on the 14th of January, so just yes. one month after being diagnosed. Uh, I had to have a skin graft from my bikini line because the margin yes. that they take from this tiny yes. little freckle you'd never think was cancer uh, was so large. So they took a, they took a skin graft and, and sewed up the wound on my foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I now have um, skin checks every three months and I will yes. need to do for the rest so, of my life. Yeah. I've had five spots cut out already and tested uh, for biopsies, and thankfully they've uh, they've all come we'll back okay. with a negative result. But it does uh-huh. it sits on your mind the whole time. Definitely. Uh, and I think that's uh, you know I, I had a mentor who said to me this because I said I keep hearing people tell me when when you you know notify people about having cancer mm-hmm. they start mm-hmm. telling you about all the people they know who have died from it. Oh. And you think you know oh. I just I do not know why that is <laughs> why that's a thing I, that people do but they do. <laughs> Uh, and that doesn't sit very well with me. So I remember no. going through a period of thinking, this cancer is going to come back and kill me when I'm, uh, you know, in, in my later years. And, and I, I yeah. a little bit because that's, yes. the, that's the message that was being reinforced to me. Yeah. And my mentor said to me, Brittany, you need to look at it this way. You don't have cancer. You had cancer. Yeah, and I've shelved it. it. I've beaten it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to get my checks, be vigilant, look after my skin. And, and that's all you can trust do. Trust in the process. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So for um, everyone listening, those of you that aren't in Australia, um, Australia has a really high incidence of skin cancer, be that melanoma, and melanoma is the nasty one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our country is blessed with an abundance of light and sunlight. And therefore, we have a high incidence and often it strikes our beautiful young people uh, when it's unexpected. And there does not seem to be a lot of rhyme or reason. Uh, It does tend to present itself in light-skinned people or people with freckles, but it's very important particularly for Australians, but then for everyone else across the world, have those annual skin checks. They are really important. They take like five or ten minutes and 
usually you can catch something early and be, as Brittany has, and completely clear and free of the scourge that is cancer. Um, did you have to have uh, anything other than the surgery, Brittany? No, thank goodness. It was stage one. Yes. Uh, and I remember I remember being quite ignorant. When he's told me, when my, okay, my yes. doctor said to me, he, this is exactly how he said it. He goes, Brittany, I've saved your life. Oh. <laughs> and, and I remember laughing at the time. I, I had a nervous giggle and I yes. said, Dr. Bill, I think you're being a little bit dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said to him because I was ignorant about what melanoma really meant. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I got in the car and I rang my husband. I said, hi, babe. Yep, just had my skin check. I got the results. I've got melanoma. And this is exactly he goes, babe, that's really serious. Yeah. And that was when my heart dropped and I went, oh, my gosh, this is this is more than just uh, you know, a light scrape that I need to get yes. checked or have some medication. Yes. Um, the prospect of going into surgery and having not one scar but two scars yes. for somebody who takes a lot of pride in their appearance yes. was traumatic for me, to say the least. Um, but it was stage one. The cancer was uh, successfully removed through surgery, and I'm very fortunate because uh, when I did my research, that's what everyone does, and you start reading yes. about the fatality rates. It is yeah. 100% fatal without treatment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So obviously you made that decision to have surgery immediately. Um, did you contemplate other ways of dealing with it or were you completely, okay, right, this is surgery, let's go and get it done? I, um, to answer your question, I contemplated mm -hmm. but not seriously, okay? Yeah, fair enough. Um, so I, I looked into other methods, but at the end of yeah. the day, when my uh, my skin specialist was telling me, my surgeon, they actually said to me, we want to, we've got a free appointment tomorrow, can we book you in for surgery? Oh, and I yes. panicked and okay. said, absolutely not, not right before Christmas because I'll be immobile yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I'm having a big family celebration. There yeah. were some other treatment options available. I think it's called black spot or something like that where yes, it's a, yes, more yes. of a um a natural medication that that yeah. purges the um mm -hmm. the cancer out of you yeah. but i spoke to my surgeon and he said i do more yeah. reconstructive surgery to fix the damage that that has done uh -huh. to people who have tried to naturally treat it at yeah. the end of the day you have cancer do not take any risks get it cut out yes immediately yeah did they get the margins around it the first time Yes. Yes. Okay. Because sometimes when uh, they go in for surgery, they'll do a wide excision. So, and, and we're not talking a small excision. Like the melanoma might be absolutely tiny, but the excisions that they do to get rid of these things are quite big. Were you shocked when you saw how much they'd taken? I bawled and bawled yeah. and bawled and cried because, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and the reason for it is um, when they took, so the, the, interestingly, the bikini line um, uh, incision hurt yes. way more than the foot. Oh, they yes. often say that about the, the yes. skin grafts. But they when do. she opened up my foot a week later, uh, you can imagine it's fresh skin on an open wound. Yes. So it was so red and and, yep. and angry and yep. um and all of the the stitches these big black stitches were yep. still it's a circular um yes. decision i almost passed out in in absolute oh, horror sure. at what it looked like i'm i'm a naturally brave person i love yeah. blood i get so yeah. excited by things like wounds but when it's on yep. your own foot yeah. it was so gnarly looking i thought yeah. that is 
that Not is good. going to be on me for the rest of my life. And yeah. I will say only in about the last month or so it has started to fade and it's looking really good, but yes. it's taken a long time to get to they that do. point where it's not noticeable. Yeah, so they do. I am, yeah, I'm uh, very scary to begin with because it's the unknown. You don't oh, know what yeah. to expect. But the, the fear was that the skin graft wouldn't take and yes, then I'd be in surgery that. again. Mm-hmm, and I thought there mm-hmm. is no way I'm having I'm going surgery to do this. again. <laughs> so I was, I was actually bed bound with my foot elevated uh, for a week, but, yeah. but bed bound for four weeks. So I, yeah. it took me four weeks to be able to walk uh, like a normal person again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that whole experience of the cancer, how has that helped you develop your sales te- technique? Did it have positive impacts on what you do for a living? The, the, the biggest lesson that I took from having cancer is that no matter how hard you try, no matter what plans you have in place or mm-hmm. the, the direction you think your life is heading, there are circumstances that are outside of your control. Yeah. And the only thing that you can do is to control your response to That's that. That's correct. So I've really tried to embody not panicking or not stressing about what's going on yeah. other than my reaction to that and how I choose to to go forward with what circumstances I've been dealt. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I know that one of the chapters in Database to Dollars talks about that fear um, because when you're working in sales, there's often a fear around making those calls or making those sales, isn't there, Brittany? All the time, and even yeah. if you're you're a senior sales it. professional or you're you're just starting in the industry, um, it's there's always a level of anxiety surrounding making contact with your customer, whether it's yeah. to ask for the sale, whether it's to um, try and set up a meeting or just have that first call with them. The, the, the fear of rejection, the fear of sounding too pushy yes. uh, or, or following up too often, these are the types of anxieties that a lot of people face and uh, and that I myself have been through so I completely uh-huh. understand what it's like to have that, 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 that nerve factor before picking up that yeah. phone. Yeah, yeah, I know that it's something that I struggle a bit with. There's days when I just cannot get on the phone and make that call. And I didn't realise until I read your book that lots of salespeople that do sales for a living have the same problem. And I'm like, oh, yay, it's not just just me. And that's why it's so important to talk about these issues and to collaborate and really understand because you Definitely. think you've got your own problem and yeah. uh, and it's actually presenting in just about every person that you're encountering, but they don't want to admit vulnerability, so yes. therefore we never talk about it. I know. I didn't, I didn't realise. I thought, well, that's because I'm not a salesperson. That's why I get a bit finicky about, about making these calls and then I'm reading Brittany's book and I'm like, oh, Oh, everyone has it. Even Brittany does. And I'm like, oh, yay. Did you read the part where where I said we are all salespeople despite not thinking we're salespeople? Yes, yes. Mm. It's it's a great little book, Brittany, and I'm going to reread it when I have, you know, I'm a speed reader, you see, so I can read things very quickly uh, and take away the 
good bits and then I'll go back at a later stage and reread it and, and find even more nuggets Different of goodness. Bits, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also enjoyed reading the bit about um, customer relationships and the follow-up and how important that is as well. Um, so you obviously do that really well. What are some of the key points about customer relations that you'd like to tell our audience today? I think I will share a story with you, yes, Tony, with your listeners, because yeah. I think this is the the the, the, the concept of follow up is is in a nutshell, what made me so successful in uh, yes. when I was in the role of selling. But yeah. um, if, if I can say or if I can tell you the story of the little fish, which will yes. really talk about why it's important to, to build those relationships with your customers. So mm-hmm. this is the concept of nurture the little fish. Uh-huh. Most business owners out there are, are, are hunting the big whales. They're trying yeah. to catch the one or two big customers who are going to bring in the most revenue. Uh-huh. Uh, and and this is actually a really risky business strategy because if yeah. they lose that whale customer, most uh-huh. likely they're going to end up with their their empty lines and their empty pockets. And I'm going really fishy on you now, so be prepared. That's okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I really we live close to the sea. It's yes, perfectly reasonable. Yes, yeah. So instead of hunting these big whales and trying to hook these big accounts, I want everybody out there to consider that there is an abundance of little fish in the ocean mm-hmm. and these are the customers. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Mm-hmm. From a sales perspective, these are the customers that you're trying to work out whether or not you're a good fit with. Yeah. So the idea behind the, the the concept of nurture the little fish is to realize and recognize that if you can um, feed these little fish and look after them and nurture them through their their life cycle, they are eventually going to grow into those big fish that you are so keen to um, to attract. Yes. So yes. when they do grow big and when they are ready to be hooked, they've developed a relationship with, with you yeah. and they've become attracted to you. Uh-huh. So they won't want to be hooked by anybody else. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then, of course, because you're having some success and you've nurtured all of these little fish into the bigger fish, you're going to grow really um, confident with your fishing abilities. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you can start to to uh, to go hunting for those whales. But it's the little ones that grow into big ones and we need to feed them and nurture them and look after them as they're growing. And it comes back to that adage that we often hear when we're talking about business, that know, like and trust. Um, And it's important to remember that that customers will buy from someone that they know, like and trust. And you use that in your sales business as well, Brittany, didn't you? KLT factor, no like and trust. Yes. People buy people first, Tony. At yes. the end of the day, uh, they, they are looking to to the person that they're doing the business with, whether they can form that connection early on, build that level of rapport with them because uh-huh. our customers now are so well informed. They often yes. know exactly what they want before they even walk through the door. Uh-huh. So for the role of a salesperson, it's no longer our responsibility to push a product on a service on a customer. Now yeah. it's more about understanding what they're looking for, identifying uh-huh. their pain points and their level of urgency and their budgets and timeframes, and then holding their hand and leading them through their transactions. So I like to call salespeople facilitators. Yes, that's much nicer, isn't it? Isn't it nice? <laughs> mm-hmm. the word, yeah. Unfortunately, sales is still a dirty word, despite yeah. us no longer operating in that world in that, that mm-hmm. uh, you know that is so 
um, stigmatized with what sales yes. used to be, um, that, that negative connotation will still endure. But I'm out there to try and um, change that. Put forward the message, re- reframe everybody's thinking about sales and, yeah. and know that it can be simple, it can be learned. Um, but at the end of the day, to answer your very first question, uh, the, the way around it is to simply do more of it. That That is that is yeah. how you learn. When you yeah. first get in a car, uh, there's all these dials and pedals and knobs That's and right. switches. And that is all uh, very overwhelming. You do your lessons and uh, and, you, and you, you, you try to learn how to ride that car. Car, I drive the car, but if you look around, look about it now. We're all yeah. driving one-handed with the dog on our lap and eating lunch and on the phone, yeah. and <laughs> so all the things. Second nature, yeah, yeah, second yeah. nature, and and that that is that is the uh, the the competence confidence uh, cycle where if yes. you're good at something, then you want to do more of it. You start seeing the results, so your confidence increases, and then you you consistently follow that pattern. So. Um, yeah. practice 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 is is ultimately what it comes down Fantastic. to yeah Brittany I want to return to something we talked about earlier in the interview and that was that we are all salespeople. so it, we're not just talking about someone who is selling real estate or selling shoes in a shoe shop we're talking about people who sell themselves so that's the coaches um the book authors, the it, it really apply. These techniques can readily be applied to anyone who is pushing themselves or their business or their product forward to other people. Is mm-hmm. that is that a correct assumption? Yes. And it actually extends beyond people who are selling a product or service. So uh, every day we as people, whether it's personally or professionally, are using our tools of influence to encourage people to take action. So you're 100% right when you talk about um, the the consultants and the authors and everybody who has a service or a a product that they're offering to the market. But beyond that... Uh, I, I'd like to encourage people to think that they are using um, these tools of influence, which is selling. Uh, as, yes. ex- as an example, if you're a parent, are you encouraging your kid to eat their green vegetables every night or clean yeah. their room? Yes, yeah. you're selling that concept. You are. Are you an employee who wants to get a pay rise? You have to convince your employer that you deserve it. So and you, you have to, to get sell yourself. Line. You do. You have to sell mm-hmm, yourself. Mm-hmm. Even politicians, they're selling a dream. They're selling a vision in Correct. the hope that people are going to vote for them and make that a reality. So I'd like to extend the title of salesperson to every single person in this world. Uh-huh. One way or another, they're selling an outcome to somebody to take action to achieve that. So everyone can benefit from reading your database to dollars because it will improve aspects of their life that they hadn't thought that they needed. And Brittany's book is so easy to read and understand. It's very clear um, and the techniques and tips and tools are fantastic. Um, I was reading earlier about the – there was a little bit I read about telemarketers and I'm sure all of us have uh, had telemarketers on the phone. I know that we get them virtually every single day. Uh, and I'm not sure why that is. I kind of thought maybe it had something to do with COVID. But they are passionately trying to sell you something. And some of them are very good. And some of them are very, very bad. And it's like, 
why are you doing this? This is not enticing me to buy anything from you at all. So what's your advice to telemarketers, Brittany? Look, they all play a part in this world. Love they them do. or hate them. They, they are an important aspect to, to business. And I think with telemarketing, they, they have it really tough because yes. they are cold calling straight from a list of phone numbers where they yes. have no, no, information. Uh, no information, no background, no history, no social media connections. So uh, this applies to everybody in business, by the way, and not just yes. to the marketers. Yes. First of all, you need to establish whether or not uh, your product or service is something that your customer likes or needs. So instead of heading straight in there with the pitch, you need to ask a list of questions that yes. will uh, reveal the information about your customer. If if a telemarketer could even get to that point where they where they've said I'm so and so from so and so and uh, and they haven't been hung up on or swore at or <laughs> or, or, or any one of the uh, you know features uh, that, that that some people are out there. They do have a tough job. Forth. They do. They do. But they develop a tough skin because if you can imagine, yeah. they make dozens of calls every day and they are met with I am sure some some nasty people and some equally lovely people who don't <laughs> don't have yes. the ability to hang up on them straight away uh, yes. whether or not they're going to buy is a different story but um through through questioning your customer you mm-hmm. can really identify uh what their pain points are what their level of urgency is and and see if what you have is 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 a good fit so the objective uh-huh. is not to sell the objective yes. is to come to a mutual agreement where and your listen. product or service is solving a problem. Oh, listen, without a doubt. First yeah. ask questions and then listen. And I've got an entire chapter devoted to yes. listening because it's so important and it's it sounds so simple, but just because it is common sense does not mean that it is common practice. That's right. That's right. And there is a definite skill in listening to people and hearing what they're saying um, and it does take, uh, for me, it takes a bit of mindfulness and clearing my mind and making sure I'm focused on what that person is saying. Is it like that for you still, Brittany? Or is that inherently? <laughs> I'm, I'm a talker. I love yes. to talk. Uh, so so that's, that's probably where people... Um, struggle with a lot if if they're passionate about what they're selling if they're yeah. if they have a high zest for life and they and they want to to uh, embody that emotion and have that come over the phone or in person then it can be a challenge to step back but uh-huh. you need to recognize why it is there that you're having the conversation in the first place and mm-hmm. this is a, a a downfall for most people because what there is a distinction in the way in which you listen so it's important for us to listen not just to reply Uh but to understand yeah yeah i also enjoyed reading your chapter about objections um and rejections and how you deal with them so i thought i'd like you to share some of your experience and expertise around objections you know, it's interesting because just about every sales conversation that you will have, you will be uh-huh. met with an objection. Uh-huh. Uh, one way or another, there's some common ones. There's some ones that to this day I can't even believe have been raised towards me. Uh, and <laughs> and again, it's that the more you reach, the more you have them, the, 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 you know, the more you hear them, the, the better your responses will get. But my approach to overcoming objections is actually to anticipate them 
in the first uh-huh. place. So yeah. before uh, you make a phone call, there's four things that I do. Uh-huh. I have a planner where I write down my desired outcome, my uh-huh. list of questions that I'm going to ask, the objections that I'm likely to face, and then my call to action. So with those objections, I write down on a list of paper or, or in my where, whatever works for you, yes. uh, what the most common objections are that you are likely to receive. Uh And then as you receive more, you keep adding them to the list and then what your response will be. So that way, when you're hit with the objection during Uh the conversation, you've already prepared your answer and therefore you are being proactive in your response rather than reactive and it won't unnerve you because it is. It is very challenging when these objections uh, come across your pathway and you panic and you don't know what to say. Ask more questions. Uh, If you really do get in a problem, continue to ask questions because often the first objection raised is not the real reason they're putting Uh the brakes on. Okay. I loved the little L-A-R-C system that you have in that chapter. Do you want to tell our listeners what that stands for? L-A-R-C. So first of all, listen to the objection because... Your, 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 your customer is telling you that they need more clarity. They're uh-huh. telling you that they don't quite have enough information for them to proceed to purchasing. So uh-huh. when they're telling you what's wrong, really listen to, again, to understand. Yes. Okay. Yes. A is to ask questions. Mm-hmm. So if you then, this is exactly what I just said before, yes. you can uncover the real objection or the real reasons. So it might be that you go all the way back to the start and and uh, and sort of reiterate what those questions are because yes. the more you get them talking, the more they will, will reveal to you and yes. the more you will understand about what position they are in. Uh-huh. R is to respond and to uh-huh. make sure that they understand or, or that you've correctly and clearly answered their um, their question mm-hmm. and their, their concern. And if you haven't um, overcome that objection at that point, this is where they're going to tell you. So okay. reiterate, repeat their words uh, and make sure that you've clearly understood their objection, you've listened to what they have to say and then respond in a way that will help them feel more comfortable with the decision mm-hmm. and s- I think that's C, confirm. I, yes, I think yes. I'm, slightly, I'm slightly lost there. <laughs> respond and then confirm. I've combined them both into, into one. So respond to the objection and then confirm that you've overcome it. Yeah, yeah. So, Brittany, you've got these lovely little systems as part of the book. Do you uh, follow these? Um, is this second nature to you now that you've been doing it for so long or do you still have to go back and and refine the way you do things or is it you've been practicing it for so long it's second nature to you and is that what people can expect if they follow this it'll become second nature the more you do it the easier it will become Uh that is not to say that I don't believe that there's opportunities for me to learn I'm a big believer in developing and upskilling I have a lot of other salespeople that I'm connected with who have wonderful ideas that I uh, incorporate into my, um, you know, processes and systems that I'm yeah. doing. At the end of the day, I've taken bits and pieces that work for me and I yes. have 
you know, left aside the bits that don't because uh-huh. all of them work, okay, all, all these different things. Are, mm-hmm. There's no right one way to do to do sales. There's no universally accepted yeah. uh, method of selling. So you have to find what's comfortable for you or otherwise it will never um, be highly successful because it, it needs to come from a place of authenticity. Yes. So I'm always working on it, but at the same time, uh, the tips that I've written in those books, yes, I yeah. do them every yeah. single day. Uh, time management, oh, yes. my goodness, don't even get me started on time management. <laughs> I could talk about that all day long. Oh, uh, yeah. That is the foundation of being successful in business and in sales. If you can uh, manage your time correctly, create more as out, more hours in your day, you can then reinvest those hours into your business in whichever yeah. way you want. But for me, it's always so I can do more selling or get on the phone, make yes. more follow-up calls. So I've got a, 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 a tip in there in the book that I've used called the 5 by 5 method. Yes. And the five by five is your five most important tasks for you to complete by 5 p.m. Yeah. Ah, okay. And I, I use that everything. I've, I've created a worksheet. If anyone wants a copy of it, get in touch with me. But I use that like my Bible every single day. Uh, I print it out and I write my five by five. And, oh. of course, my to-do list is a mile longer than that. But these oh, ones yes. here, I work with intention to complete them because I've identified yes. the ones that need That's to happen five. first. They are mm-hmm. my priority. They happen before anything else. And the longer I take to get them done, the uh, the, the the less time I have to, to shorten the rest of my list. Yes. Uh, so five by five for me is game-changing. So I don't just write about it. I actually use it. Yeah, yeah. I I've had to develop some of those um, time uh, related uh, things that keep me on track. And one of mine is I actually put alarms in my phone that keep me to task. Mm-hmm. So if I jump on a call and it's to go for a certain amount of time, I stick to that time. And with you can do that without being rude or abrasive. Um, and sometimes it's helpful if the alarm goes yeah. up and up that ready to go. Um, I'm sorry. Let's, <laughs> um, you know what, though, Tony? One of hate the best to wrap this is, up. Yeah, I'm sorry. My alarm's going off. Um, yeah. One of the ways around that, because you mentioned to me, and I really want to dive deep into this because I, I love the fact that you've got that and you're holding yourself accountable. Yeah. Um, but you said you said the words that it, it, it might come across as being rude. And I've got the way to fix that for you, Tony. Oh, okay, yes. Are you ready for it? Go. You set the expectation right from the start. Look, oh, someone, so we, we have, have half 20 an hour. minutes today. Okay. We've got 30 minutes today. I'm going to cover this, 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 this in our call. But I just yeah. want to let you know at the end of that 30 minutes, we should have covered all of this. And, um, you know, so, so that way then they know that 30 ah, minutes later good. you are going to say you're mm-hmm. going to wrap up that conversation. My so alarm's going to go off and clearly. you're yeah. at it. Yeah. Excellent. I'm going to um, I'm going to get that five by five from you because that sounds really helpful um, because I'm increasingly getting busier and busier and I now have almost five live shows across different platforms uh, every week and it that takes some organizing so um now before we run out of time Brittany I want to know do you ever think that you, you'll go back into real estate sales or is this your passion helping others be as successful as you've been 
I'll never go back. And the reason Mm -hmm. for it is I've made a promise to myself. Yes. My promise is this. I will never work for anybody else for the rest of my life because nobody will value me as much as I do. And that way I can um, devote my attention. Well, it's true. No, no, that's awesome. I'm so (laughs) glad you've said that. I've been trying to make people understand that if you don't value yourself first, you can't do anything else in life. Yeah. I've learned the hard way as somebody who is an ambitious go-getter who works the ridiculously long hours and many more days a week than expected, I have come to the realisation that that extra level of devotion to a company is not reciprocated. And uh, as much as I have appreciated my time and my experience and all of those, uh, you know, opportunities that I've had through work that has led me to where I am today, it's, 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 it takes an extraordinary person to um, reward somebody like me. Yes. Uh, for the the extra hours that's the way I work I'll do it for myself I'll do it for other people I can't I can't stop myself from being so good at what I do and working yes. so hard and investing yes. myself so much yes. so if I'm going to do it I may as well do, you may it, as well for do it for yourself mm-hmm. in a way that helps others yep I agree I agree Brittany, we are just about out of time. What a delight it's been to talk to you today. I'm really appreciative of you spending time with Radio Tony and my audience this morning. Um, Listeners, the book is called Database to Dollars and you can find it on tiktoksales.com.au. I have put that up in the chat box today for those of you that want to jump on the site and find that. You'll also find Brittany's details on my website. And if you Google TikTok sales, you will find all about Brittany and her book. And for those of you this book is not just for people in sales. This is about, The things in this book will help you with life and life in general. And if you want to take it from someone who has had extraordinary success at a young age and who has truly battled some major things as well, um, grab this book today. And Brittany, I really appreciate you taking time to talk to the listeners today. You've got one minute. What would you like to finish the show with? I'd just like to say to everybody that no matter what you do, whether it's in your personal life or your professional life, to to keep at it. So to never look back and never let anybody else's opinion of you shape the journey that you're taking. Absolutely. This is your life and you need to to grasp your 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 understanding and your your passion and to know that you hold a purpose and your purpose is enlightening other people's lives. It is improving their businesses. And you need to, first of all, acknowledge the, the, the huge benefit that you have. So your success starts and finishes with you. It's all Absolutely. about your mindset. And I'm a true believer that if you can, first of all, um, confidently sell that to yourself, you will unlock your ability and your potential to sell to others. The first three chapters of my book are dedicated to mindset and uh, you can download a free copy of the book. It's not just paid if you you wanted to just read through what I'm doing, download a free copy. Or if you like the touch and feel of a physical book, by all means, I'd love to send you that as well. Brittany Baldwin, 
Thank you so much. Brittany's from TikTok Sales, uh, a wonderfully amazing, beautiful young woman. It's been a pleasure to have you on Radio Tony today. And that, my wonderful listeners, is your dose of Radio Tony for this week. Thank you, Brittany. Bye for now and over to you, Rebel. Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations. Exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony, a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony, with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio 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 Tony. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Mama.